It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome fans of the Washington football team into the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, joined as always by Chris Russell. Both of us hosting this show here. Find us each on Twitter. I'm at dharrison82. Find Chris at russellmania621. You can also find Chris at Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan in D.C. And on Sports Illustrated covering the Washington football team, of course. This show also on Twitter at LockedWFTPod. And uh, Chris, I, I, first of all, I got to give you a shout out and, and show my appreciation. We've only been doing this for a week, but I already had, had, had to ask you to go solo on an episode for me as uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were playing and then subsequently winning the Super Bowl. So I had a lot of Zoom conferences to do and then podcast appearances to do and, and my own podcast to uh, to record with my other <laughs> co-host there at Locked On Bucks. So I appreciate you dropping that episode for us and, and keeping everybody, keeping the Washington football team fan entertained uh, especially until I can make my return for today's well, episode. Well, you know, I, first of all, I appreciate that. I don't know how entertained they were with just me. They <laughs> like you. They don't necessarily like me. Uh, uh, that's number one. Number two, I mean, all the team that you cover, I mean, which would be a dream, right? When you're covering a team, whether it be a podcast, a talk show, writing, whatever it might be, all your team did was win the Super Bowl and demolish uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so you <laughs> had to do the Locked on Bucks podcast. But people should understand that after a game, right, it's not just, oh, crack open the mic and start talking about the game. There are other responsibilities and other requirements, and especially, obviously, uh, with the Super Bowl. So I know you were grinding. I know you were grinding way into the wee hours of Mm -hmm. Monday morning. But your team uh, that you cover won a Super Bowl, and Tom Brady wins his seventh, and that was the most important thing. So I was more than happy uh, to help out, but I missed you, uh, and uh, glad to be back with you, and and uh, we'll be together, obviously, for the next uh, couple of shows this week, uh, and uh, got lots to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's. it's uh, I, I was for one, I was entertained by the episode, so I hope everybody else was too. And yeah, it's, it's been a trip, even with COVID, and hopefully. We are going to cover a Super Bowl contending or Super Bowl winning, hopefully even team here in the very near future with the Washington football team. That's obviously going to start with the quarterback position, right? Uh, We've already talked quite a bit about it. It's going to be a topic that is discussed until there is some sort of answer, whether that comes before April or in April. And then if there's no answer, even after April, then it's going to continue to be a point of discussion on and into the season. But another interesting thing happened considering or concerning the quarterback position and that's a quarterback from another rival team, Dak Prescott. Some of you may or may, may, or may not have heard of him. Uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback injured his ankle during the 2020 season and did not finish because of that injured ankle. Followed and then unfollowed the Washington football team Instagram account, but stayed a follower of them long enough for, for it to gain attention. Chris, I mean, in this, in this time, this offseason period of, of rampant speculation and rumors, what does something like that mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing, David. Look, normally I don't go crazy over this stuff. Uh, guys and athletes follow and unfollow on social media teams all the time. Like Dwayne Haskins, I remember when he got benched after the week four 
a game against the Baltimore Ravens in which he thought it was unfair that he got benched. Like he unfollowed, I think the Washington football team on Instagram or whatever it was. And I was like, you know what? Good. You shouldn't be on Instagram. That's part of your problem. You're on Instagram too much, you know, get to the building at 6 AM, whatever it is, do whatever Alex Smith is doing, which is not on Instagram. I can tell you that much. Um, So, you know, I want to be careful when we say, well, it means something or it doesn't mean something. Ultimately, we don't know what it means. But here's how I read it. Um, I, I happened to see something on Twitter on Monday afternoon around 4 o'clock Eastern time that Calvin Watkins, a longtime Dallas uh, Cowboy beat writer, had posted on his Twitter about the Cowboys leaving Dak Prescott off their 2021 hype video. Uh, so I yeah. guess it's, you know, just something obviously to get you all up in a lather and get you excited for the Cowboys again. So the reason why I guess they do that is because, well, he's a free agent and they're not sure whether or not he's coming back and you don't want somebody on your hype video, especially at the quarterback spot that may or may not be there. So I guess they didn't want to do the hype video over again. So this led to his brother, Dak Prescott's brother, Tad Prescott, Um, you know, kind of coming up with like an image on his Twitter handle uh, of him kind of scratching his bearded chin, you know, that type of thing. And for whatever reason, I don't know why uh, I had not seen this anywhere. I just decided to like check on Dak's social media. And and, and for whatever reason, I, I, I pulled up who he was following on Instagram on his official Instagram account, underscore four, the number four Dak. And it's a verified account. And sure as you know what, he was following the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, and, and immediately my eyes bugged out and I had to look at it about 10 different times to make sure that I wasn't looking at something that, you know, was weird or, or was a mistake or whatever. And maybe it was a mistake. I don't know. Uh, but the bottom line is I saw it and I checked with a couple of other people and they saw the same thing. And I was like, Okay, well, this means something. Now, what does it mean from a football perspective? It means that he's a free agent who hasn't gotten the deal that he wants with the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know about you. My question, before we get into actually whether the Washington football team should and will be interested in what price they would be willing to pay, to me, I think the price that Dak wants and the term that Dak wants, which seems to be shorter years, almost has to kind of go down because he's coming off of a compound fracture of his ankle. We're not sure when he's going to be able to practice. We're not sure what he's going to look like as a quarterback moving forward. Right. Or am I reading too much into that before we get into the actual fit potentially with Washington? No, 100%. And I mean, on a scale of one to 10, going back to the Instagram thing, like, it's it's not a 10, you know what I mean? But it's also not a zero. So, I mean, right. you know, scale of one to 10, one's the floor. It's not a one. So so I guess the best way to say is it's not necessarily something, but it's also not nothing. Like, there's a reason that Dak Prescott went on there and followed the Washington football team Instagram. And it may have just been a curiosity standpoint. I mean, like you said, he's a quarterback right now, a quarterback without a home, a home looking for a quarterback. It makes sense that they would keep an eye on each other. I mean, I cover or I, I follow every single team in the NFL on Twitter. 
and you know nobody cares who I follow on Twitter, but just for the purpose, you know, I do it to keep tabs on all the teams in the NFL as much as I can because I have an interest in what they're doing. So it could be as little as that. Keeping them off the hype video, you know, I get the from a business standpoint of well, you're not under contract. We don't know how this is going to turn out, so we're not going to put you in the hype video so that we don't have to remake it or kind of step back or whatever in case you do. But at the same point, this you know, every even though things are, are a business, they're still they're the business of human beings, and you're dealing with human beings. And there are things, and you know what I'm talking about, you talk about shows of faith. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're really coming to the table as Dallas Cowboys organization with Dak Prescott and you're being honest, you're being forthcoming, saying we want you to be a part of this franchise, if we can come to an agreement, then you put him in the video. If it's me, I put him in the video. Like You talked about the contract and you talk about what would be fair, what wouldn't be fair. I absolutely think that his, his open market value is going to go down because of that ankle injury. I don't know how much it's going to go down because he's not Lamar Jackson, right? So he doesn't have to run. But he is a quarterback that makes a living off of being mobile. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do think that it impacts it. I just I don't know necessarily how much. So, I mean, if you want to get in the, con- in the conversation about a fair contract, I mean, I've got like quarterbacks kind of pulled up, you know, and, and I use Track. I know a lot of people use over the cap. So Track has his open market value uh, sitting right around $36.8 million per year on average, which is more than Carson Wentz, less than Patrick Mahomes, $3 million, well, about $2 million less than Deshaun Watson and about $2 million more than Russell Wilson. So, I mean, coming off the ankle injury, given what Dak has accomplished in his career, how do you, how does that make you fit or how does that make you feel to maybe pay this guy $2 million more on average than Russell Wilson? Yeah, I, I don't want to do that, quite honestly. Um, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Spot Tracks projection and they're really good at that stuff. Uh, Pro Football Focus uses, um, you know, uh, information from over the cap and they base it uh, based on some other factors. And they had a four year, $39.5 million average projected contract. Now there's no, I I mean, I, I don't know, David, I'm wrong on this stuff all the time, but there's just no way in God's green earth. Can somebody justify paying that again, not based on his talent and his ability, but again, dealing with a compound fracture of his ankle and just the times that we're living in. Remember, the cap, the cap is going down from 198. Adam Schefter reported over the weekend it's likely to be about 181, uh, which is a little bit higher than people were originally projecting. So that gives teams some wiggle room. But I mean, if you're talking the numbers even that you're talking about, 36-ish million dollars compared to the numbers that over the cap and pro football focus had four years, 39.5 million. Again, I, I think the 39.5 is absurd. I think the 36 million might even be too high and too rich. Like for me, after having the franchise tag of 31 last year, he had a great first four games, um, four and a half games. David, I, I, I'm not going, me, I'm not going higher than 33 on average. I'm just, and even that makes me uncomfortable because I don't know how healthy he is. I don't know if he's going to have the same mobility. You mentioned, you know, he's not a scramble, uh, not a runner like Lamar Jackson. You're absolutely correct. But at, and this is how he got hurt. He's yep. making a play with his legs. He's extending a play. How many times have we seen him on boots, on sprint rollouts, 
uh, moving, dodging. You got to be able to move in the pocket in compressed space with a lot of trash around you. We don't know if he's going to have drop foot. We don't know this, Mm -hmm. right? Like Alex Smith had drop foot after all the surgery. We don't know if he's going to have drop foot. We don't know if he's going to have arthritis or some kind of soreness or some kind of limited ability based off of the injury. I mean, unfortunately, these things happen. And if I'm Washington, if I'm another team, even if I'm Dallas, quite honestly, I can't get in the 35, 36, 37, 39 million dollar rate. I just can't do it. I even have a hard enough time doing it at 31, 32, 33, quite honestly. And maybe I'm just too cheap. I don't know. But I don't know how you protect yourself from an NFL team perspective with a hard salary cap. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're if you listen, if you're cheap, then I'm cheap with you. Um, I'm right in that same ballpark. I was thinking about $30 million on average is the ceiling. And with you, I mean, I'm not necessarily comfortable with that either. You're talking... $30 million, you're talking Matt Ryan range, you're talking Ryan Tannehill range. But remember, Ryan Tannehill had to go earn that money and go play for much less to get that contract that he's currently making, that $29.5 million on average on. Uh, Dak Prescott, I mean, call it what it is. I mean, he, he's much better than the fourth-round draft pick that the Dallas Cowboys spent on him, but he's a one-in-two quarterback in the playoffs. And I get it that records, you know, wins and losses are not quarterback stats, but let's be real. Yes, they are from the stance of, uh, stance of negotiations. I mean, you heard Jason Light say it after the Super Bowl. You know, if you want to win the Super Bowl, if you want to win championships, go get guys who know how to get that done. That's what they did with Tom Brady. Dak Prescott is a one-and-two playoff quarterback. It just is what it is. And it's not like he's been on teams in Dallas that are devoid of talent around him, weapons around him, even some good defenses. One of the best offensive lines there even for a period of time. So this is a quarterback who is – you're going to have to put weapons around him. And if you're paying $35 million on average or more, you're going to have less money, especially in in a down year potentially for the salary cap, to put those weapons around him. Uh, this team needs just they just they need too much. There's too many questions. And again, you're looking for a quarterback situation, or you're looking at a quarterback problem in Washington. Why? Because you have an injury problem in your quarterback room. Going and picking up a guy that's already got an injury issue, it just it kind of seems like you're you're buying another another car off the same lot, hoping that you get lucky with this one. Um, you know, no disrespect to Dak Prescott, but yeah, I'm I'm on the same page. Absolutely. Uh, coming up, we will talk about Sam Darnold, and we'll get into some other issues. As we go along here on this edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison and I'm Chris Russell, there's only one place, guys, that has you covered and one place we trust for all the action. Just because the football season is over, that doesn't mean gambling season is over. Nope. You go to betonline.ag, you can lay action down on NFL futures, baseball futures, NBA, NHL, college hoops. You've got it all covered if you sign up today and get your free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On. you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. I hit on Tom Brady as the Super Bowl MVP on betonline.ag. I had the Bucks on the money line, so I swept uh, up there a little bit. The only one I lost on of all, oh, and I hit a two-leg parlay with Leonard Fournette and the under, so I hit on three of my uh, four bucks bets in the Super Bowl on Sunday. David, the only bet I lost was Jason Pierre-Paul not coming up with a sack. So I had a good day for myself on Super Sunday on betonline.ag, and you can have a good day for yourself today, tomorrow, and anytime in the future. Again, 50% welcome bonus, promo code locked on at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back now for segment two here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on radio.com, on the radio.com app, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, so as we continue along here, David, the one thing, you know, we touched on this on Friday, on the Friday episode when we had Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Net Washington football team and Jets quarterback Sam Donald. He's a good fit in the scheme. We discussed this again on Friday, and then it seemed to kind of pick up some steam over the weekend, leading to an NFL Network report from, uh, again, down at the Super Bowl, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, and Mike Garofalo all combining on one report. And it was interesting after they started off talking about Carson Wentz and where he might wind up. And things are weird on that front. We can get to that at some point uh, in uh, a, a another episode this week, uh, as I'm sure we'll have a little more time. They added this subsection, quote, who will be Washington's quarterback? And here's how it read. When Alex Smith decided he needed a few weeks to figure out his future, I don't think he needed a few weeks. He wants to play. The Washington foot, and that was my commentary, by the way, the Mm -hmm. Washington football team knew it could not wait. While the team is open to a return for Smith, it also made calls on Stafford and Jared Goff before they were traded. Expect them to weigh all quarterback options, including if Sam Darnold is made available. While plenty of teams have been calling the Jets on Darnold, there's been no indication they would trade him yet. All right, so a couple of things to unpack here that we, again, didn't have the information on on our last episode together. Uh, Before we get to Darnold and whether the Jets are going to make him available and, again, how hard to pursue this, again, I I would just say this. I truly and 1,000% believe Alex Smith wants to play again. I don't think this is a matter of Alex Smith needing a few weeks to figure out his future in Washington, not being able to wait. That seems like political spin, quite honestly. I don't know how you read that, but that's how I read that. And yeah, maybe the team is open for a return of Alex Smith. But David, as we discussed last week, how do you carry Alex Smith at $23.5 million considering the injury history and everything that we have talked about and just talked about last segment with Dak Prescott, quite honestly? Let's start there. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think you can. I mean, I, I think if you're going to have a veteran quarterback, it's it's got to be a guy that's coming in at an affordable price so you can start to build a team that you will later on put the quarterback into to to help kind of take it off to that next level but that's that's one method of building a team is you build a team to then insert the quarterback in or you get the quarterback and and you have them kind of on that rookie deal and you use the fact that you have him a little bit cheaper 
to build around him and, and then hopefully make the run. When you get to those second contracts and those veteran contracts, that's where you've got decisions to make, and that's where we see teams struggle time and time again with guys like Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady. Are they good enough to warrant that amount of money? Because in, to, to warrant that amount of money, they've got to be able to elevate the guys around them. And, you know, no disrespect to Alex Smith by any means. He's doing things that I can never imagine doing and, and physically be able to do, but he's just not that quarterback. So you need him to free up some of that money to allow you to go out and get some of those weapons. Yeah, the question is, is how much of a cut is he willing to take? Right. And what is what is too much for Washington? I mean, if, you know, again, if it's not a complete cut of almost everything, whatever's legally allowed under the cap and the collective bargaining agreement, um, you know, obviously you got to pay him some kind of base salary. The veteran minimum, I assume, is how far they can go. The bottom line is, is that's a tough one. By the way, Alex Smith winning NFL AP comeback player of the year over the weekend at the NFL honors uh, award ceremony, Chase Young winning NFL AP defensive rookie of the year. Congratulations uh, to both of them. Did it surprise you, David, that Goff's name got mentioned by, again, Rappaport, Pelissero, Garofolo, or is that just due diligence? Hey, uh, the Rams want to get rid of them. Uh, maybe we can get a starting quarterback tight for a cheap price. Yeah, it, it still surprised me um, just because, again, when you, when you talk about the money standpoint, I mean, he's he's making his contract alone is making thirty three and a half million dollars on average. That's that's way too much for a quarterback. That's not going to elevate your team. You look at the the quarterbacks that are around him, above him, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Literally what we're talking about. Those are all quarterbacks that elevate their team just by being present. Ben Roethlisberger starting to come down a little bit. Um, and then you get below that that mark, and you've got Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, who we've already talked about. So there's there's kind of a very clear delineation right there. And Jared Goff seems to be making the money of a of an elevator, a team elevator, without being the guy that actually elevates the talent on his roster. So I was surprised. I mean, don't blame him for kicking the tires. You know what I mean? You can't blame him for forever kicking the tires on a guy. But I would have been more surprised if they actually went hard at him. Yeah, and, and I'm right there with you. And obviously, I think the best place for him to wind up was in Detroit with Brad Holmes, a guy uh, that wanted him. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, um, you know, we'll, we'll, of course, revisit the whole Sam Darnold situation as we go uh, through uh, here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Because quite honestly, right now, it's, it's almost like fantasy uh, in that, Teams are calling, but we don't know if the Jets are going to absolutely get rid of him. And if it's the smart thing for Robert Sala and the Jets to get rid of a guy who was the number overall pick just three years ago and may be better under your new coaching staff yeah. uh, than a rookie quarterback that you could take with the number two overall pick. So uh, to me, this is a situation that warrants a lot of monitoring, and we will do so right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Yeah, and as the Washington football team continues to address or seek out an, an, a solution to their quarterback issues, we will, of course, continue to discuss them along with the salary cap implications that they're inevitably going to have. Because if you're going to run a house, you're going to run a business, you're going to run your family, you've got to be financially intelligent with your money, right? And one reason to repair and maintain your car is so that you can save money on things that you need to use or money that you need to use for more important things like mortgage, your food, hopefully soon enough tickets to, to see the Washington football team play live and in person. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership that you can get with our friends at rockauto.com? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. 
RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. Furthermore, RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login to use them. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Write the word locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Watch the Football Team Podcast Segment 3. After you're done listening to this show, guys, head over and listen to Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host the Locked On Peacock and Williamson every show every morning, Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Again, you can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. Me at russellmania621. The podcast at lockwftpod. Uh, we will get some Twitter Tuesday questions in for you in just a sec. Uh, but first, David, I, I wanted to bounce this off of you. Of of course, again mentioned you're the co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this is going to be a very different team, like the media. I think had this wrong. Oh, it's going to be the same team. Oh, because Tom Brady's coming back because Bruce Arians is coming. No, it's not going to be the same team. And you know this. Uh, I don't know if you guys have already started talking about this, but I mean, when you win the Super Bowl, everybody's price goes up, everybody's demand goes up, and they have some big time names that are free agents. So I, I wanted to get some quick snap thoughts, if you will, on each of these five big free agents and whether or not you think they will be good fits, not to leave the Buccaneers, but in Washington, which is a very different argument mm -hmm. than, oh, are they going to leave the Buccaneers? Uh, because, yeah, it's likely some, if not many, are going to leave the Buccaneers. Again, you can't pay everybody. So I wanted to start off with playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, who, of course, uh, came over after being released by the Jacksonville Jaguars at the beginning of the season. Uh you know, maybe that was never going to work out there in Jacksonville, but Jacksonville is dumb anyway. Uh, and Tampa got him. Uh, it almost seemed like they didn't know what role uh, he would fit for them. But then as smart teams do, they were able to run the football in late December and obviously into and through January and into February and playoff Lenny, I think made himself uh, some money and reclaimed his career. Do you think he would be a good fit in Washington with Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick and Peyton Barber still under contract? You know, there, there's a part of me that wants to say yes. And there's a part of me that, that just can't let myself get there quite yet. Playoff Lenny has been amazing. Um, and, and when Leonard Fournette first went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
Uh, I went back, I watched, I already had kind of some preconceived notions about him, but I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I went back and I watched about as much Jacksonville Jaguars football as I could stomach um, <laughs> in, in research. And, he, and, he, and here's what I saw. What I saw in Leonard Fournette is, is a really big guy that's got underrated athleticism, but he also has a, a lack of willingness to really fully engage in the run game and in the passing game that doesn't maximize his potential and his ability. And that's where the problem comes in with Leonard Fournette. And, and when Peyton Barber was back with the Buccaneers, something that he was always praised for is that no matter when he, made, when, when he met defensive contact, no matter who was hitting him, he always fell forward. And I don't know, you know, hopefully that's what he was doing for the Washington football team as well. But for, for Leonard Fournette, that dude, he falls backwards way too many times for a guy his size. He avoids contact way too many times for a guy his size. And he, he's got an injury history, you know what I mean? So he might be out there kind of playing smart and, and playing for a long-term you know, career and all that stuff. And I, and I understand that, and I get that from a human being standpoint. When you're talking about a running back on a football team, you need guys who are going out there and making team decisions, not making business decisions more often than not. And Leonard Fournette in the regular season makes way too many business decisions for me to feel comfortable paying him, especially when you talk about the fact that a lot of people are, are looking at him to go out there on the open market asking for up to $8 million per year. That's way too much for a guy that, yes, he'll show up in the playoffs, but you got you got to have guys that are show up in the regular season to get you to playoffs first. I think that's a really good point and something that's going to get lost on a lot of people. Uh, but you're right on based on, you know, everything that I know. And obviously Jacksonville, you know, they knew they weren't going to be a playoff team. So maybe yeah. you could say, well, they didn't really need him. But if they thought the same thing, you know, and and if they were willing to just give him up as a former number four overall pick uh, with the same head coach there, and I know as a different offensive coordinator, it was Jay Gruden uh, mm -hmm. for this past year. You know, I don't know what that tells you. I mean, it, it you know, it could tell you that they made a mistake. Uh, and clearly, I mean, again, the way he played, starting with the Washington playoff game, uh, he was a very, 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 very different Leonard yep. Fournette. All right, let's quickly go through a couple of these names and maybe we'll expand upon this uh, in a coming episode. Let's just get a quick thought. Levante Davis, 32 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know if he's necessarily a fit in the 4-3 uh, as opposed to Tampa's 3-4. What do you think? Uh, could he play the middle linebacker spot and be a short-term answer along with John Bostic or not really? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a solid communicator, great leader, and he played in a 4-3, but he played the weak side linebacker position in a 4-3 for Tampa Bay until they moved over to a 3-4, where he moved inside with Devin White to play off ball. Um, at, at his current age, I mean, he's still got range, he's still got athleticism. I don't know if I would want to put him out there in a 4-3 alone in the middle like that. I just don't know if he's got that youthful energy anymore, just, just kind of hit side to side. So I think you're still talking about moving him back to being a weak side linebacker, which, you know, he, he was very good, don't get me wrong, as a weak side linebacker, but that is a, that is kind of throwing it back, going back to a position that he hasn't played in a little while. And honestly, playing in a in a 3-4 uh, scheme as an off-ball inside linebacker has really accentuated, accentuated his talent. So, yes, he would fit. He'd be a great locker room guy, a great leader on the team. I just don't know if you're going to get enough punch for the amount of dollars that you're going to spend on him. Uh, I, I agree with that as well. Shaq Barrett. I mean, we know what kind of pass rusher he is. I don't, you know, listen, um, I, I, I don't see the fit here in Washington or the need, right? I, I mean, is that as, as simple as, as it gets in your eyes, at, at least in terms of the Washington football team? Yeah. I mean, unless you're trading 
you know, Montez Sweat for something. And right. even then, he's not Montez Sweat. He's he is a three four outside linebacker in the greatest. He's 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 a defensive end who plays with his hands, who plays standing up. That's what he is. And in a four three, and what Washington's defense trying to do, that's not what, really what you're looking for. He has a little bit of coverage ability, but not enough. Uh, to warrant make, moving him to a 4-3 outside linebacker position. I honestly don't think Shaq Barrett is going to go to a team that's that's playing anything other than a 3-4, honestly. So I don't know that this conversation, like that, I doubt that Shaq and Washington even have a cup of coffee. Uh, what about Antonio Brown? He yeah. was on his best behavior, but that's with Tom Brady, maybe his last shot. That's with Bruce Arians. Um, Antonio Brown is a free agent. Would you... Knowing that Washington needs a veteran wide receiver, would you roll the dice there? I would not, and and for multiple reasons. One of the reasons being that he's not out of the woods with a lot of his civil litigation, some of the stuff that's going on. For number one, number two is Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown was great when he came in the NFL. As soon as AB hit the scene, that's where problems hit. And what AB has shown you is that when when your team is doing well and when you're winning and when he's involved. He's going to be part of the program. He's going to be one of the good guys in the locker room, and he's going to be a lot of fun to be around. But as soon as the wheels start falling off, as soon as the team starts losing, starts struggling, and he's not getting involved in the game plan, he's going to be a problem. Everybody deserves a second chance. This guy's on his fifth, sixth chance, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, uh, all credit due to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady for, for making it work. But, again, you're, this is, you're putting A.B. into a system that already has potential already shows that it's going to be effective and you're asking him to come be a part of something good that's already happening instead of asking him to come be part of building something better. I don't think if I'm building a team, I want AB in there. Look, history is, is the biggest indicator of, the, of, of future behavior. I, I don't think it's worth it when you're, when you look at what Washington has going right now, they've got some good pieces. He's too risky what. to me. Uh, I tell you what, Chris Godwin is going to be a fascinating name to watch and mm. what price he is. David, if you don't mind, I, I want to have a deeper conversation about Godwin and whether or not he fits here uh, with money and fit and Terry McLaurin and all of that. So why don't we save Godwin for the next episode? And we'll yep. also do some Chiefs free agents like Bashad Breeland. Why don't we do this before we exit stage left? A couple of Twitter Tuesday questions. You can also uh, always submit your questions, hashtag Twitter Tuesday, to David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. Me at WrestleMania 621 and the podcast at Locked WFT. Michael G says, why do they can uh, why do they continue to always rebuild? Well, mm. I mean, the easy answer to that to me is when you stink for so many years, you try everything you can and you have a haphazard plan. And quite honestly, there's been too many haphazard plans for the Washington football team and too many wasted draft picks, to be on, totally honest. Uh, and that's put them in a position where they have not where they have not been able to kind of sustain their success or any success. You, you got to hit somewhere. Right. And that's that's kind of the big question is if you're not hitting your draft picks, you've at least got to be bringing in free agents that are going to live up to their value, because most often you're overpaying for what that guy is going to bring into you. That's just the way the free agent market is set up. And that's why we have these issues kind of agreeing on a quarterback to say, yes, he's worth the dollars because again, you're usually overpaying in hopes that you're going to get actually better value than what you paid for. So really hitting in the draft is absolutely crucial. And that's just something that hasn't necessarily happened over the years. Um, Chase Young is hopefully the start of, of changing that up, that changing that trend. Um, you still got some good pieces on the defense. Now you got to get some, some good ones, some better ones. On the offense, uh, Antonio Gibson certainly looks like a good addition. Obviously, Terry McLaurin has paid off you know, immensely. 
um, part of that wide receiver group coming out of Ohio State that has been extremely extremely underrated because of the Ohio State offense that they came out of. It doesn't really emphasize their wide receiver talents as well. Um, so if they can continue to do that, then you'll start to see them build instead of rebuild. But until you get that foundation laid, you got to continue can continue figuring out how to do it because you can't just patch holes, you know, stick a stick a wad of Dak Prescott in this hole and hope that the leak holds. All right, and one more from Strict Nine on Twitter. Uh, can I ask each of you to make a prediction as to who's in the quarterback room for 2021 mm. and who the starting quarterback for Week One of 2021? is mm. Mm, this is a loaded one i'm gonna <laughs> i'm i'm gonna take just a, a guess right yeah. be, be, i mean because that's all we can do at, at this point i'm going to say taylor heineke i'm oh. going to say kyle allen i'm going to say steven montez and my other quarterback my fourth quarterback will be I'm going to take a shot here and say they don't land any of the big names and instead land somebody that's sure to infuriate the fan base, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, oh, that hurts. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How about that for you? (laughs) That is a conversation we will have to have when that bridge comes. Um, Yeah. Wow. So so obviously put in position today, uh, February 9th, as this episode is airing, Oh, Taylor Heineke, I think definitely, I think you have to bring him back. I think you can't, you can't see what he did and not bring him back to see if it was fool's gold, if it was legit. Uh, Kyle Allen, I think is a smart choice to come back. Um, I'm actually gonna go two different names for, for the, for another, for the other, to round out the four man group. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Trask. I think that, uh, that could be a name that everybody needs to watch and someone that could end up in Washington and then, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I honestly can't tell you why, but I've just, I'm looking across the quarterback landscape. I have a feeling that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's and my paths are supposed to cross again. And uh, that might be this year. Uh, so you're going to go with Fitzpatrick, Trask, and are you letting go of everybody? Uh, or are you keeping Kyle Allen and or Taylor Heineke? Uh, yeah, Heineke and Allen will still be there. So I think you, I think you ent- enter training camp, so to speak, with Fitzpatrick, Trask, Heineke, and Allen. And uh, I think Fitzpatrick starts the season as a starting quarterback, and we'll see where it goes from there. All right. David Harrison with an interesting – I like the Ryan. I was tempted to go there. Yeah. Uh, I'm only going Trubisky based on he's younger and he finished he off the younger. season relatively strong. And you know what? Even- Listen, for, for, for all, the heat, all the heat that he takes, I talk to a lot of Chicago people and a lot of Bears people that are close to the Bears – and a lot of them swear that Mitchell Trubisky is not, you know, the next Joe Montana or Tom Brady by any means, but he's also been sorely, sorely underused or improperly used and undercoached in Chicago. Apparently his style of play and Coach Nagy's style of coaching really don't mesh. So, I mean, there could be, there still could be something there. I just, uh, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to end this particular episode uh, right here. I mean, I'm sure we could talk about rumors and speculation. We, we have all offseason, oh, yeah. we think, until they make move <laughs> uh, for a quarterback. Uh, but, David, that's going to uh, basically wrap it up for us on this particular uh, episode. Again, coming up later on in the week, we are going to uh, talk about the Kansas City Chiefs free agents. We're going to get hot and heavy into Chris Godwin. And there's also some other stuff going on. There's some other big name quarterbacks that Washington could be poking their head in. We'll have more details on that on the next episode. Uh, David, um, great job 
welcome back. Congratulations again to the Bucks. Uh, you're the co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Uh, not too bad to get a Super Bowl champ, and uh, well, the Washington Football Team is a division champ. Oh well, uh, yeah. not everybody can be Super Bowl champs. Uh, but great to be back with you, uh, and we will be back with you guys uh, with another fresh episode in due time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Rock Auto, uh, and as well, uh, BetOnline.ag. And this is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.